0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to ADH Cheech. All right, everybody, welcome back to ADH Cheech. This is a new episode. Uh, we didn't talk about Tomorrow War yet. So here is us talking about Amazon Prime's Tomorrow World um is i no <laughs> <laughs> christine here with me again hi everyone uh so this movie kind of came out of nowhere i didn't even hear about it really until like it was like a week out and it was like oh next week tomorrow war's coming out with mm-hmm. chris pratt did you hear anything about it
1: no i just i mean i just heard when it was out i heard people liked it so i was like let's watch it yeah let's see what's it about uh,
0: kathleen suggested that we watch it um in the group chat oh yeah i saw that so that's so that was or part of the re- well she said it was good so i was like mm, we'll see about that i'll be the judge of that <laughs> <laughs> um so the premise of this of the movie starts out good i think
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: oh uh, what is the premise Are you gonna try to tackle that
1: uh, so basically 30 years from now at Um, It starts off where these people from the future, 30 years from now, come and they're trying to recruit uh, their past to join their their world that happens in 30 years. They're losing and they need their help to help fight these aliens. Otherwise, if they lose, then the world is over and they're coming and the human race is over the human race is over
0: yeah okay so yeah it does it starts at a christmas party Mm -hmm. and they're watching the world cup right is it the world cup they're watching watching? they're they're just watching soccer soccer, Mm -hmm. which is already science fiction a bunch of white people watching a soccer game
1: yeah fantasy land i
0: guess (laughs) i don't know but they're watching soccer well americans i should say because i'm sure you know australians watch soccer everyone else watches soccer except for us americans they're watching soccer and that's where these soldiers from the future come back and say that there's an alien race attacking us and we're on the brink of losing the war so we need recruits and so we find out you know they i think they give it they just tell us in a story and like somebody's just doing voiceover and they tell us that they send all of the soldiers first Mm -hmm. and the soldiers basically are get wiped out instantly when they get sent over there so they start to do a draft Mm -hmm. and they start drafting people to go and fight these aliens in the future but they don't tell you you know what the aliens look like and um they really don't tell you much. They kind of just send you. Mm-hmm. And then, what did they say? Like only 20% of them come, 30% of them come back, yeah, I think just they a said. a small percentage. Yeah. So most everyone that goes dies. Dives. And uh, it's global. The whole world is sending people to the future. So uh, our star is Chris Pratt, and he's a science teacher. I think one thing that I've seen, like, as a trope in movies that happens a lot is the science teacher that is, like, actually, like, a science genius. But if you're a science teacher, because in this movie, they show him, like, doing, like, DNA splicing and, like, creating toxins or, you know, whatever he's doing. You you know, he's, Mm -hmm. he's, like, an amazing scientist, but he's just a science teacher. Yeah and i feel like i see that in a lot of movies like the science teachers are like science experts and all, all the time when in reality to be a science teacher you really don't need that much education
1: i what? yeah uh huh
0: i mean you just go t- get your bachelor's in in some science right Mm mm-hmm. mhm and then you get a teaching credential and that's it. Yeah, that's it. So I don't know how you would be knowing about how to work in a lab and splitting atoms or whatever the fuck he was doing, doing di- DNA. You have a good understanding of basic science, but I don't think you know all that.
1: No, if you if you, if you you major in chemistry or biology and that's your major, then yeah, you would know some stuff. Some stuff. Yeah, you would know. You but it's enough know. to
0: hinge the future of the world on the amount of stuff you know.
1: But he on didn't. a biology teacher but i mean that wasn't what he did huh he wasn't the scientist to figure this out he wasn't
0: no he wasn't but he wasn't well we'll get there I don't he think was, was entrusted with the future of humanity but not a, because that's a science not, teacher
1: but not because he was a scientist that I wasn't don't... why no
0: she said there's she only said... one person i know that i trust that can um mass pro- anyways li- we're getting way ahead of ourselves <laughs> so he gets drafted okay and um i think all of this stuff was pretty cool like the way he got drafted uh what did the, What did? how did he get drafted? how did he find he out just,
1: they just called him in for some check and they put him in a machine they put his arm in a machine and he he really had no idea oh yeah they
0: like test your dna Yeah,
1: they're testing you he goes for some other like they don't they don't they're not really but this, transparent and yeah. telling you oh you're getting drafted that's why you're oh yeah they just told him to report you. to this yeah. place mm-hmm. and he reported there and mm-hmm.
0: and i think that that's part of the cool things like like they stuck his hand in a machine and this machine knows everything about him mm-hmm. so it looks into the future and sees that he's going to die in 20 in like seven years from now. And it sees that, I don't know what else it sees, but it knows his future. So it tells him you're a perfect candidate to be drafted. And he's like, what, what? And then they slap on this armband Mm -hmm. and they say that, uh, with that armband and it's, you know, it's attached to him. So he can't take it off and he can't escape. And he says, basically we'll know anywhere you go in the whole world and anywhere you're still going to be drafted no matter where you are so basically there's no getting out of it
1: yeah
0: and um he so he goes home tells his wife his wife's you know upset obviously she wants to run so then he goes to his father who i guess he has a really bad relationship with his father's jk simmons j jonah jameson you know whiplash that dude and his father is, J.K. Simmons is jacked mm-hmm. in this movie. He's
1: huge. I
0: and mean, he's got muscles on top I've of muscles never, in this movie. I've never
1: seen him like that.
0: I've never seen him like that either. I mean, honestly, he really, there was really no reason to be, for him to be so jacked. No. I mean, he was a Vietnam veteran, but you don't see many Vietnam veterans who are in their 60s who are still jacked or 70s. Honestly, people from Vietnam are in their 70s. How many of them you see here are that, that jacked? Mm-mm. None of them. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, he's jacked. He's the one guy who stayed in amazing shape. But he's also like, you know, a survivalist. He's a criminal. He's like selling weapons mm-hmm. or something. He's mm-hmm. a pilot. Mm-hmm. He's basically like some sort of, you know, outside the government, outside the system, drug smuggler i mean um gun smuggler or something like that right yeah yeah. they don't even explain yeah again i think for some reason these movies are just like oh yeah he's this so he's this, and he's a bunch of other things too. Because yeah, he's the uh, every, so, every yeah. connecting. Thing. Yeah, he can do anything. Basically, the same way that Chris Pratt is an amazing scientist, this guy's an amazing at everything too. Because Chris Pratt goes to him, and this is what his wife tells him to do: go make up with your father and see if he can get that thing off your arm so we can escape the yeah. draft. Mm-hmm. And his and his dad's like, "Oh, I'm glad you brought it to me. I'm the only man in the world who could get that off for you. <laughs> Remember?"
1: but he didn't
0: no he didn't because uh chris Pratt gets mad at him Mm. because they have some so much tension that chris Pratt's like you know what screw you yeah i don't need your help i'm going you know what i mean i guess he's chris pratt blames him for leaving the family and then jk simmons basically saying you don't understand how how, what happened so you don't understand why i left it was better for me to leave than to stay with you guys yeah and um yeah so chris pratt gives him the finger and leaves and gets um, gets drafted. And I think this is also, I, there's a lot of really cool things in this movie because they go and basically it's like a crash course training. Like they're there for like seven days, right? Mm-hmm. And then they get sent to the future. Mm-hmm. And we find out that this is not, it's not like a time machine that they send them in. It's basically like a, they described it as two rafts in a river of time. Mm-hmm. They have the point, they have the facility there in the future and they have the facility here and all they can do is send people from this facility to that facility and then back. That's all they can do. Right.
1: Yeah. They can only send they, you from to, one, to that point of time yeah, and to this, this point, time. Yeah. So but, you could be anywhere, but yeah.
0: yeah, but only those two points of time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can send you to anywhere. Cause mm-hmm. they asked that like, well, why can't you send us before they even come and then yeah. we can defeat them or whatever. Yeah. And they said, it's not possible like, only to where, that machine is that facility mm-hmm. is and uh so that was interesting i never really Not, seen that in a movie no,
1: where the point of time is yeah to that
0: date yeah to that current date mm-hmm. because they're like they said two rafts in a river one's always in front one's always in back but they mm-hmm. always they're fixed distance yeah. and the, you know whatever so they can so I think only it's
1: 30 years in the future yeah, point, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: so he meets um uh his his buddy there mm-hmm. who was uh, the only thing I know him from is Veep, the black dude from Veep, who was one of the, you know, Selena's numerous assistants. Um, but I, I'm assuming he was brought in to be the comic relief. Not funny.
1: Which one? The science? The others? The engineer? Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. He was another. He was a. What was he? Oh, he was a geologist. Energy engineer
1: he, or something like that.
0: He was a geologist. Mm hmm. Remember, because he knew about rocks and oh yeah yeah stuff. yeah, mm-hmm. so he is a geologist. But you know, he was supposed to be funny.
1: He was, mm-hmm.
0: but he wasn't funny, was no, he? No, not that much. And Chris Pratt wasn't funny in this movie either, really. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the things that we were talking about was missing in this movie. It wasn't that funny,
1: Mm-mm.
0: you know. Yeah. But the premise is still good. So, um they initially they send them in and they tell them like oh well can't you show us you know yeah what, what they look like yeah yeah and what they say
1: they said we just don't want you to get nervous or like we just don't want you to look at them because then you're gonna be no one would come yeah no one no would one show would up because yeah. they're too terrifying yeah
0: and they oh and chris pratt figures out like um that the reason why they're getting drafted because everyone was getting drafted who was like in their forties and all of the people that came back are young. So the, the soldiers that came back and they're training them from the future, they're all too young. And he figures out that, Oh, they must not, they're sending people, only people that are already dead in the future. And these people are so young are all young and they're sending them back because they're, they haven't been born yet. Mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty interesting too yeah. because i guess they were trying to avoid some sort of yeah um loki problems mm-hmm. you know with mm-hmm. <laughs> with the uh, temporal time yeah. travel issues yeah. so better not to send people send people that are already dead and send back people that were haven't that, been born yeah. yet mm-hmm. so you don't have two versions of people running around mm-hmm. and um so they have like I guess they're they're on like a t. There's like a hundred or so draftees there, right? Um, or how many do they send? I don't know. There's like a hundred. There's like a a small group. It's not that many that they're sending. Yeah. But back. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's like a hundred or so of them, and I guess like twenty of them or thirty of them are all on one team, mm-hmm. and they get sent dropped off in Miami mm-hmm. in thirty mm-hmm. years in the future, and it's pretty cool how they get sent there. They like. Put them in this special room and then they get sucked up into mm-hmm. the sky and then they get d- dropped off into the air so apparently w- and they literally do get dropped off they, they say like oh by the way you're gonna get land about 10 feet from the air and you're gonna fall on the ground mm-hmm. uh, but <laughs> i guess they put the coordinates wrong and they actually got dropped off like way high in the sky so like half of them die like right mm-hmm. off the get-go Chris Pratt and a few, and like, I don't know, 15 others land on top of a hotel or whatever, and so they survive. Mm-hmm. Everyone else just falls down and dies. So right off the bat, most of them were dead. It was bad. And um, I guess the only other character that matters is like the guy who keeps on going back. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't remember his name. I no. remember he has a... But why does he keep on going back?
1: nail or hook on his chest. He goes back because... Because he finds out that he dies of cancer.
0: In like a year or something.
1: Yeah. And so he'll rather choose how he dies than to be. To go out. Than to go out.
0: Like chemo and all mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I guess he's been there yeah, many times. Many and he times. Keeps on, he's going to keep on going back until it kills him basically. That's mm-hmm. what he decided. And um, they send him on this mission right off the bat. And the mission is to go into and save this team of scientists and save their uh, discoveries Mm -hmm. at this lab. Mm -hmm. So they basically have to make their way over there and um, go and find this team. They get there without seeing any aliens, I believe. And um, the team's already dead. They're like hanging from, I don't know, like spider webs or some shit. And uh, they're all dead. So the new mission go and save these experiments you know these vials Mm -hmm. that have some you know something in them and uh, they get that stuff and they go running out and that's when we see the alien what do you think of the aliens can you describe them
1: they look like i don't know how to describe them they're huge they have they're like a mix of like some type of like Crab with like
0: or a dog spider, dog spider,
1: long tail that shoots out like spikes.
0: They have like six legs or something like that. They got tentacles, yeah, tentacles that shoot, they shoot darts, yeah, darts like mm-hmm. bone darts or something like that. They got like a spiderish face, I guess, right?
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And they're basically indestructible except for their neck and their stomach, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so. And there's millions of them. Yeah, there's a lot of them. So they're getting run down in the street. And uh, they're going to blow up the whole city of Miami Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's overrun with these things. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get them out of there before that can happen. And I guess they make it. Well, actually, so out of like the 15 people, everyone gets killed by these aliens except for three people. Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt, the geologist dude from Veep and the cancer guy and um but they get they save the experiment
1: yeah they save the vials
0: yeah um what happens next
1: so then you find you find out that uh this whole time oh, that they make it
0: back to base camp first
1: yeah they make it back baked back they get rescued they I get know. rescued um and you find out that the woman who is like ordering him and giving him the orders turns out to be his daughter
0: oh yeah from grown up grown up which i thought that was pretty cool i didn't see that coming did you Mm -mm. she actually is an amazing scientist she went to mit Mm -hmm. and studied like microbiology or something like that right yeah and what was she just trying to do
1: well she basically i think that like the people that are there are the only people left i don't think there was any more scientists than yeah. her and she served multiple hats so she's like the what colonel or whatever like she's like the main yeah. boss of everyone that's there and she's trying to find some type of
0: she, created a, a she created
1: a toxin that killed males but didn't kill any female aliens. So she was trying to figure out a, a toxin that would kill all of them. Yeah. And so that's why the vials were so important because something about and the vials that she had was going to help her do that. I'm not yeah. exactly sure. But their next mission is to capture a female alien so that they, she can experiment and f- figure out her DNA that's causing her to you know, sustain the other toxic that kills the male. So then, you know, they meet, they talk and he's trying to figure out like what happened. Like, um, she wasn't really excited to see him. She wasn't excited to see her dad. And we're just, she was like half
0: excited, half like apprehensive about it.
1: Yeah. And so we really don't know why.
0: I think, I think that's kind of where the movie starts falling apart a little, not falling apart. This is where the start movie starts having some problems. I think. Okay. Because the first part is pretty cool. Yeah. And when they get sent to the future, they're fighting the aliens, they make it to this base. I think this is where we start to ask these questions like, is this literally all that's left? And is she the highest ranking person here? Yeah. Because it seems like she is, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But they never really say that. Yeah. In in the the world. world. Like, Mm -hmm. this is the world's army and Mm -hmm. the only people left are is her and like you know like a platoon of soldiers yeah but they never really say that
1: no but you don't see anything else but
0: they don't say they don't mention a president they don't mention a general that's leading things because she's a colonel right
1: something like that which
0: is high up but not a general not a president not Mm. a secretary of state or something like that Yeah, and they really never make any mention of that which i guess is not really that big of a deal but they could have. They could have just added that line, like, so this is, like, literally all that's left. Mm-hmm. And I'm the highest ranking person here.
1: Yeah. Well, she kind of did say that, like. No, she didn't. She didn't? No. I don't remember, but, she's, but basically, that's the impression basically, I got.
0: Basically, she she organized this mm-hmm. so that Chris Pratt, her dad, would come, uh, would um, be the one that comes to see her. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. She organized it so that he would come Mm -hmm. because she has the plan of she wants to make this venom and send it back with him to synthesize it and give it to them in the, in the mass produce it in the, in the past so that they can wipe out the aliens when they get here. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So this is where I was starting to wonder, like, is this is just her plan? You know what I mean? There's no this is this plan sanctioned is she doing this by herself or is she just going rogue on this mm-hmm. or is she the one in charge so it's her right to do this
1: yeah and
0: well, they that's don't really tell think, us
1: well that's why i think that she must be the only like person in charge left
0: yeah i guess
1: because the only no, because that's the only lo- plan they had and, right yeah that's the only plan she had And it looked like the only place people lived was on that little like oil place. She did
0: say that. Like, Mm -hmm. this is it. I don't know. So basically, and I think this is where I was like also having the problem of Chris Pratt, super scientist, Mm -hmm. because she said, I trust you. You're the only one that I can trust to go back and mass produce this vial. Mm -hmm. How is that possible?
1: I don't think she expected him to do it. Like him himself. Re, re, she expected do, him to get it he, done? No, he expected. She expected him to take it to the people that would get it done. Take it to the, the government or the future people or whoever he needed to take it to. Hmm. To make it be re, re- reproduced. Which he does, but it doesn't happen, right?
0: Yeah, well, we'll get there. But it, it seems pretty much that she settled on the fact that the future, the, her future, then they never really explained all this either. So, this is a lot of us guessing, but she basically accepted that her future was going to end. Yeah. Because he's, she said, There's no more time for mm-hmm. us here, but we can send it back with you and you can stop this whole thing from happening. Yeah. And Chris Pratt was like, Well, what's going to happen to you if I do that? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Don't worry about it. Just go save the past. Mm hmm. So that's like, they don't really explain that, but watching Dragon Ball Z, we know that <laughs> when you splinter off this timeline, he's going to go back and fix his future, but it's not going to fix her future. She's going to be stuck yeah. in there. Let just like future trunks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's a yeah. good reference. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I mean, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Her timeline. I time think line, that she's makes screwed. sense for her timeline just to end. Yeah. And her timeline, it's the end. But they
0: never even bother humanity. mentioning timelines and all of that
1: um
0: nobody mentioned nobody said the word timeline it's just us us who've seen a lot of movies saying timeline
1: yeah but i think that them saying that i mean i think you find out you realize like she won't exist because the goal is for him to change the future yeah so her future wouldn't exist and i think that if and i think it just if it did it continued on then it would be more messy if it continued on and they were able to fix it and they were able to fix their future i don't know you know i think it could get more complicated
0: (laughs) either way he makes it back Mm -hmm. the the aliens overrun the facility so there is no more sending people back and forth Mm -hmm. because it's destroyed and chris pratt like you said he goes to the government officials that that he met when he was drafted And they tell him no. And this is where the movie comes out and shows its true colors Mm -hmm. as libertarian (laughs) propaganda. Because they say like, well, the military, you know, we could take this to another government official, but do you really want to trust the government with this? Mm -hmm. That's literally a line in the movie. Do Mm -hmm. you really want to trust the government with this? They'll just end up debating it for years and never get anything done. Mm -hmm. So this movie... You think it's just about aliens, but it's not. It's about <laughs> anti-government propaganda. hmm And that's what the third act of this movie is all about. Them saying, like, no, we're not giving this to the government because they are just ruin it with their bureaucracy. We're going to go and do this ourselves.
1: hmm
0: You know, us, freak, uh, us red-blooded Americans are just going to go out there with our guns and kill all the aliens. Mm-hmm. Because they discovered that, which was, this was another cool thing. So the science fiction on this movie was on point and the story was on point. The Anti-government stuff was a little, felt a little forced mm-hmm, in there mm-hmm. and like a little too on the nose. Like they really did show the true colors. I wonder who mm-hmm. wrote this. I'm sure it was some <laughs> Vietnam vet <laughs> or something like that. But besides that, they discover that the aliens have been here all along frozen in a glacier and the way they came out it was that global warming causes the glacier to melt and Mm -hmm. they get out Mm -hmm. that's what happens so they're like well let's go there now and blow these and give them the injection of this venom Mm -hmm. and i mean it's a horrible plan (laughs) it's a horrible plan they go to antarctica or they go to Russia somewhere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the in the in a glacier. They find a spaceship. They go in and they enter this room with like ten sacks of these aliens that they're fighting, and they're like, "Oh, this is it. Let's kill them." So they start injecting them without even considering, like, you know, I don't know what could happen yeah. when we start injecting these yeah. guys in sacks, like yeah. in in homeostasis. Yeah, will they wake yeah, up? Yeah. Well, they we'll wake up. up and or is this all of them because it looked like there was only 10 of them Mm -hmm. but it turns out like there's a giant huge cargo bay filled with sacks filled with these aliens Mm -hmm. and they didn't bother checking that but they start stabbing aliens in their sacks Mm -hmm. and then they all wake up Mm -hmm. and the giant cargo bay filled with aliens wakes up Mm -hmm. but luckily somebody brought like a nuclear powered bomb size c4 is what they say it is Mm -hmm. but it blows up somehow they brought enough c4 to blow up the whole entire spaceship Mm -hmm. filled with aliens and that was just like oh yeah that worked Mm -hmm. i mean it made no sense whatsoever but they they must have taken like a 2010 bomb in there (laughs) and -hmm. blew up everything Mm -hmm. and everyone dies all the aliens die except for one and then they end up Having this battle with this one the very last queen that escaped, mm-hmm. and um you know it's a good moment of bonding for j k. Simmons and Chris Pratt, just two you know <laughs> anti government dudes being anti government together, and then they kill the alien mm-hmm.
1: and they saved the world and they
0: saved the world um, yeah, what did you think?
1: It was good, I liked it. It wasn't as funny. As I thought, it was going to be.
0: You, th- you see Chris Pratt, you think it's going to be funny. I mean, that's what I thought.
1: No, I thought it was gonna. I mean, I knew. I mean, it was a. I mean, it was gonna be a sci-fi war movie, but. Yeah. I don't know. I. I mean, I got chuckles. It, it kind of reminds me of like, the Snyder zombie movie. Yeah, oh. I guess. I guess you were expecting some. Well, you s- humor Chris
0: Pratt's. I mean, honestly, he's hilarious in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's so. Good. I just assumed you know they cast him because they wanted him to be funny and an action hero. And I don't think it was necessarily his fault because obviously he could deliver the funny mm-hmm. if the funny was there to, delib- to be delivered, mm-hmm. which I guess it wasn't. Um, and the comedy relief guy was not so funny either,
1: yeah
0: so i think that was one lacking but i think all of the sci-fi and all the alien stuff and all of the it was pretty well thought out i think except for the ending
1: (laughs) oh yeah because of the fight because of the bomb mm -hmm.
0: and the the whole thing um
1: but i wonder why weren't they why weren't they asking the past to try to build a toxin why weren't that's they a good sending, question, like, too. them the research and stuff to the past to help well, them? Yeah, we
0: said that. Yeah. We did while we were watching it, right?
1: Yeah. Why? Why?
0: Yeah. Why is she working on the toxin in the future? Why couldn't she just send this toxin back and say, you got 30 years. Figure out mm-hmm. <laughs> how to stop these mm-hmm. things. Figure it out. I don't know. But that did not happen either. So that's a good question in itself. So I guess maybe that didn't make complete sense. But I don't know. I think I really liked the first half of that movie. But then once it went all uh, (laughs) conspiracy theory tinfoil hat, like libertarian freaking QAnon at the end, Mm -hmm. I kind of didn't like that as much. Yeah,
1: I definitely got that feel. Yeah,
0: I got that feel too.
1: But I don't feel that because you were saying that it all came to the scientists I don't think that, I don't think that Brad, that he was, that he solved it on his own or that he was a super genius yeah. scientist. That's all. Cause he didn't even figure out the toxin. He didn't do anything. Science. He actually
0: didn't even mass produce it. The no. soldiers just gave a one line. They're like, oh yeah, we made as much as we could. Yeah. No explanation how or yeah. who did it, but yeah.
1: yeah. I don't think him being a science teacher, um, really oh. contribute to him no you know his daughter was a
0: really good actress though yeah his daughter was good who was she
1: i can't remember her name but she is known for being bringing serena in the handmaid's tale so she's great she's, on the handmaid's she's tale. great
0: on him she was great in this movie
1: yeah she was good
0: and honestly he was good too in that the story the connection between them is like when he was saying goodbye to her and stuff i think oh and she told she finally comes out with the reason why Mm -hmm. she wasn't so happy to see him is because in her life, Chris Pratt is like unsatisfied with his life. So him and his wife fight and he leaves his wife and he abandons his family just like his JK Simmons did to him and dies in a drunken car accident. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, she wanted to, you know, she was, he was his idol he was her idol at one point and he abandoned them and then died. So I think that that was all that stuff played really well. I thought, Mm -hmm. and she was, she sold it. She was really good. Yeah. She was good. Um, so I think all that stuff worked. And I think, you know, that was the kind of the moral of the movie for him, I guess, to be satisfied with his life and not that listless restlessness that he had. Uh, or that restlessness that he had was like was going to be his downfall to just be happy with his family yeah uh, it was, i don't know i think it's yeah, definitely I'm worth sorry. a watch i mean for the science fiction of it this is it cool mm-hmm. yeah but I, I wouldn't say it's no
1: matrix it's no matrix <laughs> it's definitely no matrix
0: thank you for that no no it's no terminator
1: Oh yeah, you know I did get a Terminator feel to it too. There were some instances. Oh yeah, the the going back, the end of the world. Yeah. um, The tomorrow war. You, you're gonna help. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not Terminator Two.
0: No, 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 no. Terminator Two is just amazing. Amazing, (laughs) but I mean, The Matrix can't be beat. Hmm. (laughs) um yeah i think that was another successful podcast another adh cheech we're now we're filing on all cylinders here Mm. what will we talk about next find out on the next episode of adh cheech later